This is a very special episode of Light Minded. We normally try and keep things um, upbeat and lighthearted. But uh, on June 20th of this year, we heard the tragic news, probably like um, everybody else did by reading about it. Although we didn't personally um, know him, we, we had reached out to get him on Light Minded to talk about his work. Um, and we were, we were very excited about that because he agreed to come on the podcast as soon as he got back from uh, chasing storms in the United States. So... Unfortunately, that uh, that didn't come to pass. Uh, today's episode is a tribute to a very well-regarded and loved member of our community. So today, we're just going to talk about Dale Sharp for a bit. Uh, with us today is uh, Hamish Stubbs and uh, Dale Sharp's partner, Carly. How are you going there, guys? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having us on board. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, look, um, it's a really... Uh, a sad story and one that shocked us all to the core. Um, Carly, could you just sort of fill everyone in on, on what was happening and, and how it came to pass? Sure. Um, so the last that I'd spoken to Dale was I'd sent him a message on Facebook Messenger. That's how we communicated while he was overseas. Mm. And basically I asked whether he was up for a chat. I knew he'd be awake because he was travelling back um towards the area that he was meant to fly out of. He said to me that he was actually on the phone to another photographer. Mm. So I said, fine, I'll just speak to you later. Um, yeah, he was over there chasing his dreams. Um, he'd been over there for four weeks, storm chasing in the US. He had wanted to do it for 20 years. Um, and then the next thing I heard was um, a few people had seen on Snapchat an accident and I hadn't heard anything from Dale since that point Jesus. and a couple of hours later I actually got a phone call from the hospital saying that there'd been an accident and Dale had unfortunately passed away wow. um, he was he was actually hit by a passing vehicle after his car ran into a deer and it was immobilized on the road so he was outside of his car waiting for help basically yeah, yeah. that's so sad it's um, yeah, I mean, no one wants to get those sort of phone calls, and um, yeah, I, I can just sense how how hard that would be. I mean, uh, I haven't experienced that myself. You know, touch wood, but yeah, I, you know, heart goes out to you and your family, and and to all the community. So, I mean, it's amazing the outpouring of support that Dale's had from the photographic community. So, could you tell us a little bit about Dale and how he started out in photography, and where where did all this passion come from? So he started out from a very young age wanting to get into storm chasing. Um, his parents gave him a camera when he was quite young. Mm. Um, from there, basically, he went into, he just did it as a hobby. Um, he, he went into real estate and he started taking photos of the properties that he was selling. That's how he got into photography. Mm. After hours, it was sort of more of a hobby um, and he loves loved getting up for sunrises and sunsets and the landscapes basically just grew from there and he decided to he basically said stuff the real estate i don't like it i'm going to chase my dream and become a full-time landscape photographer yeah good on him so yeah. D dale loved storm chasing would you describe him as a bit of an adrenaline junkie Absolutely. Um, whenever there was a storm, he would be out there in amongst it. He quite often 
chase for days on end. It wouldn't matter if it was Christmas, New Year's, he would want to be out there chasing storms. Um, and, yeah, and definitely he used to photograph in strange places on the edge of cliffs, mm. um, basically wherever there was a beautiful landscape, he was willing to do anything to photograph it. Wow, that, that's that's commitment because... I mean, uh, I, like I'm, I, I've been taking landscape photos for a long time, but I'm, I'm a bit of a chicken. So <laughs> whenever there's a storm, I, I uh, oh, better not go out. I might get wet or, you know, I might get zapped by lightning. So, you know, I hats off to those guys. And, and I was looking at his um, Facebook page and I saw that amazing photograph he took uh, the day before he died, actually, of that massive supercell over in America. And I just thought, wow, what an amazing, amazing photograph that was. It was just incredible that. A huge, big, swirling cloud. Um, yeah, yeah, incredible. It's quite. Uh, it's interesting you mention that because I was talking to Hamish uh, a couple of days ago, just um, you know, doing the logistics for putting this podcast together, and we were talking about that shot. How did he get that sort of stuff? Because that's one of the most amazing things I've I've ever seen. Like, what what was his workflow? Um, basically, he he looked into storms. He- and he was sometimes quite often lucky. He read he read the maps really well, mm. um, and then basically put himself in. He tried to put himself in front of storms and would look for composition and framing then. Mm. Um, but quite often it's it's luck because you you don't know which way a storm is going to go. Um, you can have a fair idea, but you when it's reaching sunset time, you are and you're on the run. Mm. Um, Sometimes it is just pure luck, but he he was a lucky guy most of the time. <laughs> and so, Hamish, did you uh, join Dale on, on these adventures? Were you a bit of a storm chaser yourself? Or? Uh, I, I love the storms, um, but unfortunately I didn't get to chase any with them. The first time I actually met Dale was I went over the Gold Coast to meet my parents who had come over from New Zealand for Christmas and... Mm. I'd been messaging Dale for a wee while, sort of just, I was a bit of fan and like he responds like he does to so many, so many people, just sort of always has time for everyone. Yeah. And I mentioned I was coming over and he said, oh, there's a storm happening out near Ipswich, so we'll go chase that if you want. So I went and met him out there. Um, but unfortunately that storm never happened and we just ended up at KFC like many of his nights ended up. I was very close to actually heading over sort of halfway through that trip. He was heading up trying to get me to come over and I was, if I had the leave from work, I would have would have jumped at it, but I just sort of unfortunately couldn't. But Yeah, yeah uh, the question is what, why KFC and, and, and not uh, HJ's? I mean, what's, what's yeah, the deal true. with KFC? True. <laughs> Carly might have more insight on that one. <laughs> was he Carly? Was he a bit of a, a KFC fan? Diehard fan, definitely. <laughs> and it's it's so available. Every storm chase was finished with KFC. Yeah, I, I actually think the first and the last time I seen Dale was in a KFC. So <laughs> that's all right. Fantastic. One, well, in, uh, yeah. one, uh, one in Brisbane and then one in Iceland. So. <laughs> yeah. In knowing a, a, a bit about traveling through America, especially there, there isn't much, you know, really fine food on offer. So you do end up either at a Subway or a KFC or something like that, yeah. Carl's Jr. or somewhere. So, yeah, I can imagine that um, it would have been, he would have been in heaven with the amazing storms they have in America and, and KFC <laughs> on every corner. It'd be fantastic. You guys are making me hungry. He was loving it. Yeah. So um, outside of uh, photography, did, did, did Dale have any other passions, Carly, that, that he liked to pursue? 
Um, you probably wouldn't believe it, but he was a mad soccer fan. Um, he used to play soccer, which he definitely wasn't built for it, but it kind of, um, it kind of helped eating all that KFC and playing soccer. Um, also just the travel in general, I think we basically built a love for doing, you know, going on these adventures together. So whether it be nationally or internationally, um, yeah, travel was one of his main passions and teaching people photography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, when did he start teaching? Was that is that something that he had been doing for a while or was he was just a recent thing that he started to enjoy the, the teaching side of, of things? Um, he, he was self-taught. So once he felt like he was good enough, he started to do workshops on the side and, and just teach friends and whatnot. But then um, it became more of a passion and that's when we developed the idea of dream photography workshops. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, yeah. Look, I read somewhere that um, Dale had uh, a cancer diagnosis um, in his life. Is, is, that, is that right? That's correct. Um, he had an esophageal cancer that basically he was born without um, a part of his esophagus and it was mm. the tumours had turned cancerous. Mm -hmm. And how did he fight that? Is that he obviously got over that? Um, he was actually waiting for treatment. He was extremely stubborn and hated doctors, so he had kept putting it off for longer and longer, um, but he had made... A commitment that next year he was actually going to get it all fixed. Um, yeah. He he had to face a a soup diet for several months mm. around the operation, and that scared him a little bit. <laughs> it sounds like he's got a great. He had a great sense of humour. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you've got a great sense of humour as well, and, and that's nice to hear. So yeah, so um, so Hamish, tell us a little bit about those workshops. So you you ran those workshops with Dale, is that right? Were you one of the instructors? Yeah, so it started off, well, before Dream, uh, Dale and myself did, um, or and Carly, um, did two back-to-back -back ones up in the Pinnacles, just Astro ones. Mm -hmm. And then the first Dream one was actually one down in the Neil Sterling Ranges, a place called the Dutch Lily, um, where we held, the, held eight people for the weekend. Um, my partner, Amy, came and chef for it. And so that was all based around astrophotography. But mm. sort of the main thing about the, the dream workshops was it wasn't just about sort of teaching photography. It was about having fun, which Dale obviously loved having fun. Um, all our workshops are just full of laughs and you're obviously still learning a lot and getting to go to some awesome places. Um, I went on the the first overseas dream one with, with Dale. Sort of I wasn't actually a leader on that one. I went as... Uh, to do some promo video, sort of behind the scenes. I ended up sort of helping out a bit on the side, doing some teaching. But um, yeah, and then we had a couple of planned just after he got back from the states. Uh, we were supposed to do one the next weekend, and then the New Zealand one. Uh, so we had to postpone the first one just because it was too close to to everything. And then the New Zealand one, we we pushed on because we knew Dale wanted us to sort of carry on with the, his dream. Mm. Um, so Trent um, Blomfield. Uh, ben Brody and myself are sort of carrying on, sort of leading at the moment. Um, hopefully, Carly can jump back in there at some stage when she's ready. Yeah. yeah that's okay. So we've got uh, the boys are heading off next week to Iceland for the September one, and then uh, I'll be helping Ben out on the Iceland one in January, and then Ben and Trent will do Norway. Yeah. 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 
tell us some um, now dale one of the things he's really famous for is he um did he did he set up the australian landscape photographer's facebook page was that him entirely um yes that was between himself and then he got another photographer on board to sort of help alongside but yeah he set it up initially because that's yeah. that's massive like we i mean we're all members um, and, you know, looking at the numbers, there's, you know, sort of 15 or 16,000 um, people on there. What um, Do that take up quite a large part of his life, um, you know, just administering the thing? Like, how did he build it to be so big? It's incredible. Um, he had a lot of help from someone called Belinda. She does a lot of um, sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff for Belinda, him. Belinda McMahon. Obviously, with... Yeah, Belinda McMahon. Obviously, with Dale travelling, he had to have people on board to sort of help out but he was all about just the community so the basis for the page was just getting Australian photographers together to discuss photography to support one another um, and yeah just to build a a community between everyone Mm -hmm. so yeah but without Belinda he couldn't have done it though yeah 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 it's amazing well it's a Definitely um, uh, one of the most successful Facebook pages that I've, I've seen. Mm. And uh, I was just going through it again today and uh, I thought I'll just scroll down a little bit and, and, and get to uh, you know some of the posts um, um, after uh, when Dale died and just have a read of those. And, and I was going and scrolling and scrolling mm. and I was still in August and I, got, I think I got down to August the 24th and it's the 28th and there was hundreds of posts. So I thought, wow, that's, that's amazing that that many people are using that. Um, it, yeah, it's really, really cool to see. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing legacy. Um, look, I guess you know we always uh, remember people by by who they are and how they hold themselves um, and what they achieve. Can you can you tell us uh, some of the good times you had with Dale out shooting, guys? Oh, oh. Uh, I'll go then. Um, so first time Dale and myself actually got to shoot together. Like we'd been mates for a long time, but never actually got to shoot. Uh, we're in New Zealand. Mm. We were on separate trips, but there at the same time. And one night, he messaged and asked if I wanted to join him and a uh, local photographer in Queenstown, Jordan McKinley, to head up the Remarkables and shoot the Milky Way. Cool. And I wasn't doing anything that night, so I jumped at it. Um, so we drove up to the car park of the ski field, got there, read the uh, the temperature gauge at the bottom, said minus 12. Right. <laughs> and then we proceeded to hike up to the top of the... I think it was the top of the highest run there, and it was a pretty steep hike. And this wasn't long after Dale was actually diagnosed with cancer, and so he was he was struggling a bit, but he was so determined to get up there and just sort of see the view and get the shots mm-hmm. that he just kept pushing through. Um, so we got to the top, and Dale and myself kind of we weren't really we didn't really like astro panos at the time, but it kind of <laughs> called for it just because of how wide the scene was to capture everything in it. Mm-hmm. With the Queenstown town down the bottom, and then it was minus, so it was actually minus eighteen once we got up to the top. What? Yeah, <laughs> but the adrenaline was just sort of carrying us through. Mm. And then on the way down, it was a freshly groomed ski, ski track, and it was the steepest run. So what we were doing is rather than sort of walking down and taking the hour it took us to get up, we were just sort of running and doing kind of soccer slides to, to slide our way down. <laughs> and about halfway down, Dale went for this big slide and he goes sliding past me and I'm videoing Everett, like Dale's absolutely cracking up laughing like a little kid and then I watched him go past. I was like, um, Dale, was your bag open? Oh, no. <laughs> his, he had a had a camera bag open the back and just sort of 
open right out backwards. Oh, and no. all of the, luckily, he'd only taken the, his body and one lens up. But oh. those were about 500 metres back up the mountain uh, <laughs> with my tripod, which I'd actually lost on a previous slide, but it was an old tripod. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother going back up for that. Yeah. But luckily, they were both in the same spot. So Jordan McKinley went back, run back up because he's a little mountain goat. Uh, he found those for Dale. I think he was going to cry if we didn't get those back. Yeah. <laughs> he, was so, he was so happy with those shots. <laughs> for me, one of the most memorable experiences that I had was probably our famous engagement photo. Yeah. Um, so Dale proposed to me in Norway. Mm. Little did I know he, he framed me because he actually told me that it was a... Um, that it was a selfie. The aurora started completely going off overhead, mm. and I said to I said to him, "Why why are we like why are we taking a selfie? What we should be getting a landscape shot." Mm. Little did I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was framing the moment literally, and he got down on one knee. But wow. people don't they know the story that he proposed to me, but they don't know the backstory that I was actually yelling at him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got, I've got to say uh, with that photo, because that was on news.com.au and, it, I mean, everybody knows that photo. And you've got to admit, like, when I look at it as a photographer, I'm like, is that set up? Like, you honestly had no idea he was going to propose? I had no idea. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. Um, I, I actually didn't know about the situation where I'd thrown out the first engagement ring until after that moment. What? But, um, <laughs> yes. We we travelled the previous year. We tra we travelled between the Faroe Islands and Iceland, and yeah. um, we had to decrease weight because you go from thirty kilograms to twenty three, mm. and we're in a little bit of a flap at the airport. And um, Dale said, "Don't throw out that moisturiser bottle." I mean, who hides an engagement ring in a moisturiser <laughs> bottle? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently I was the one to throw it out. Um, so we had to save up again, and then the following year we went back over there, and that's when he proposed in Norway. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that. That's uh, hilarious. I mean, so you threw it out, and, and that was it. It was gone. The ring was gone with the bottle. Yep. Uh, yeah, not insured. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. And all that to lose some weight. It must have been a bloody Yep. <laughs> How did, what was the... He uh... never let... Sorry, Carly, what was the... He never let me live that down. What was the conversation like, you know, when he did the reveal and said, well, well, actually, that wasn't just an ordinary bottle of moisturiser. How, how did the condo go? Oh, it went a little like I've been holding this secret for, I think it was six months. I've been holding this secret, but you threw out the ring. <laughs> and he had to explain to me what I'd actually done. And I, I, to this day, I'll... I'll keep saying that it wasn't me, but we all know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I, I still think it's his fault for putting in the moisturiser bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy place to hide something. And, uh, yeah. yeah, well, I, I have to say my wife lost uh, her um, uh, wedding ring or engagement ring, I guess you call it, um, and, and she just never really liked it, so I, she wanted a new one, so I think she just used the excuse oh. that... Um, she was out chopping wood and it just disappeared off her fingers. <laughs> there with a metal detector and all these things trying to just trying to find it. But gone. Yeah, it, yeah, luckily it was I was a bit of a cheapo uh, photographer at the time, uh, and um, it was uh, it wasn't very expensive. You know, it was way less than most most cameras, um, even most compact cameras. <laughs> it was, it was an expensive one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, 
so anyway, you know, going forward, um, Carly, how, how are you coping with that, Dale? I see that you, you're taking photographs yourself now. What's uh, uh, Are you going to continue on and, and continue the, the, the photographic gallery and the, um, your, you know, your website and all that sort of stuff and keep doing the work? I will. Things are a little bit quieter around home. Obviously, we've got our daughter, but um, Dale's present was so in your face sometimes. He was... Mm. He was so out there that, yeah, things are a little bit quieter. But for me, with photography, I still want to keep going forward with dream photography workshops because that was his passion, his dream. Um, and I've been out doing events and um, some weddings as well. I've got booked in, but I'm just sort of taking it as it comes. Obviously, shooting landscapes is quite hard with an 11-month-old. But, um, yeah, the dream is to continue as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. Yeah, you got to keep going and, and doing it. But yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I've got two teenage kids, and that's you know um, that's hard enough. But having a toddler, that's mm. that's yeah. I remember those days. So yeah, it's very hard. In these sort of circumstances, you're just left holding the can, aren't you? I mean, you've got to work out. You know, you've got to hold yourself together. Um, the business, you know, find out you know what you have to pay and when it has to be paid and that sort of stuff like how are you handling that new workflow that's been you know unfortunately sort of thrust upon you um i've had some time off work i'm also a registered nurse so mm. i've since it's happened i haven't returned to my job as of yet because i'm trying to get things in order with dream and um the business side of things so that can sort of continue before i return to work so Obviously, my boss has been great. She loves our photography. So um, if I didn't have that opportunity, I wouldn't be able to sort of get the behind-the-scenes things mm. going. Yeah, yeah. And so where can people find out about your, your workshops? The uh, dreamphotographyworkshops.com.au, is it, Carly? Yep, that's correct. Yep, yep. Um, and then, yeah, Dream Photography Workshops on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I think we've got... One spot left for our Iceland one, yeah. and is it one for Norway, Carly, or two? Um, it's just one. Just one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's good that you're filling them. So, I mean, that's that's you know, it's a pretty tough climate out there at the moment, and if you if you're filling spaces, then that's you know, that's um, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's actually been um, surprisingly sort of um, positive sort of reaction since mm -hmm. we are still going like we've had lots of people message us saying we're so glad you're keeping it going mm. um i've got to mention before ben brought in myself just did a kimberley one and that went really well we've actually got i think half of that crew that came on the kimberley one have booked on to do other ones whether it's one we're doing down here in dunsborough mm. in october or a couple of them are coming on the iceland one so yeah it's good it's good to see people coming back so obviously they're enjoying themselves yeah that's right yeah well it just goes to show you that's i mean that, that's the best Thing is, if you get repeat customers, you know that you're doing something right, and people enjoy your company, and that's that's a, a good secret for success for sure. It's amazing you're keeping it going because they, I mean, let's face it, it's only been ten weeks, um, you know, in very trying circumstances. So it's it's just amazing to see you guys, you know, pushing away with it. Now, look, uh, over the last couple of days, we've um, I've had some discussions with uh, with Hamish and uh, Belinda McMahon, and we've what we've done is we've um, managed to. Um, uh, get some audio grabs from some of Dale's mates and some of the uh, the people that have been on the workshop. So I just want to play this uh, tribute for you guys. Dale was just one of the most incredible people. His unique talent and passion for photography and teaching was just 
one of a kind. Dale Sharp, a good mate, a good friend, an incredible photographer, someone who was so loyal, but always so generous with his time. He would never would say no. He always had time for you, no matter when his phone was binging and beeping and all sorts of things were happening in the background. He really is my biggest inspiration and your constant supportive words you gave me mean more to me than you'll ever know. I will truly spend the rest of my life dedicated to living up to those goals you set for me. Always the joker, always had some funny anecdote, but at the same time, he was always willing to answer any question anyone had. Now I only knew Dale for a brief period of time, just over a year, but in that time I'd felt like I'd known him for decades. And I'm sure a lot of people would say that, but that's just the type of guy Dale was. He was just so warm and welcoming with everyone. I'll never forget the time we went all the way down to Belmore Falls, got to the bottom, he was absolutely exhausted. Turned around to me and said, mate, that's not DK photography flow. And back up to the top we went. And then we drove probably 500 kilometres to a storm that died when we got there. And he's never let me live it down. I remember probably the biggest memory in recent times is crying with him on the phone when his daughter Mia was born. Dale Sharp, you absolute bloody legend. That guy could eat like no tomorrow. I made the mistake one day in ordering Uber Eats and I said, hey, put whatever you want on my account, it's all good. I just hope his legacy lives on and ALP will keep going. 200 and something dollars later for food and two very, very, very full people. My fondest memories of Dale, aside from his wealth of photographic knowledge and expertise, was his passion for enjoying life. You could never let your guard down with Dale around. We miss your crazy Snapchat filters and Instagram stories, big fella. There was always a measure of fun with Dale. He always had practical jokes. We'd always sit there and watch and his adventures around the world. And what he fitted into such a short period of life is something that many people wish that they could do for their whole entire life. Dale Sharp of DK Photography. What a guy. Always the joker. Always had some funny anecdote or funny comment to make. Um, but a really, really down-to-earth guy. We all knew he was passionate about photography and it was infectious and made learning from him so much easier. But that energy carried on to everything he did in his life. He made every moment with him an adventure. His incredible share of love for Carly and Mia and all of his friends around him. His personality was radiant and he will forever be an inspiration. Such a great bloke and will absolutely be missed and I'm not sure if there's a way that we can fill that gap. Really, really special person and a massive loss to the photography community. Rest in peace, mate. One of Australia's greatest landscape photographers ever. Miss your heaps, Dale. Thank you, Dale. An absolute champion of a person. Dale was one of a kind. And you could have probably got another hundred, hundred or few hundred of those easily. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Well, it just goes to show what a guy he was. So, yeah. but guys, we really want to thank you for coming on the show and and talking to us about Dale and letting everyone know who he was and and knowing a bit more about him. So, yeah, it's a difficult for everyone, I'm sure. But um, yeah, really appreciate your time today. No worries. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys.